This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Thursday's solo episode. Today's topic is mom guilt and partner guilt. So I talk about mom guilt a lot. I feel like everyone can relate to having experienced mom guilt. Um, We all know what it feels like. But partner guilt, I feel like I made that up a while back because I was feeling the same kinds of you know, like mental struggles, you know how it just kind of like ruins your moment. Like that's what I, I like when I think of mom guilt, I think of like, it just sucks the enjoyment out of situations, even if those situations should be enjoyable. That's how I view mom guilt. And then I started to realize that I was actually experiencing partner guilt as well. So I will get into what that is. And maybe you guys can relate to that feeling also. Um, So yeah, mom guilt. The first thing I will say is guilt in general, like based on the research that looks at guilt across the board, is a useless emotion. So what I mean by that is guilt does not change future behavior. So it's like we feel shitty. um, We feel like a failure, like we're doing something wrong. But in the future, we're not going to change that behavior because we felt guilt. So it's kind of useless, you know? Evolutionarily speaking, usually things are there for a reason and they, you know, have some kind of effect on future behavior, but guilt does not. So guilt is a negative evaluation of the self, feelings of failure. And when I started to experience mom guilt, and I was looking at just guilt in general, when you look at the definitions, you're like, what? Like, why am I having these feelings when literally all I'm doing is watching Toy Story on a Saturday afternoon when it's sunny outside? Like, I wouldn't call that, like, I'm a failure. Like, I've failed at something. Like, I have failed at so many and, like, struggled through so many other things in my life and never did I have the feelings like I have as a mom? It is so bizarre. I also think that mom guilt is kind of portrayed in the media and thought of by people who are not moms as kind of this like funny thing. And then I realized that once I became a mom, it is not just like a funny, not a big deal kind of thing. It literally ruins moments and days. Like I said, it sucks the enjoyment out of situations that should be enjoyable. And I started to notice like, okay, it's Saturday afternoon. It happens to be sunny out, but maybe we're tired. Maybe we had like a really busy morning, whatever it might be. So yeah, we're chilling on the couch and we're watching Netflix. We're watching Disney plus, whatever it is. Why, why can I not enjoy this moment right now? Like, why is my mind thinking about what we should be doing instead and like stressing about screen time, even though rationally I know that us watching this movie right now or this TV show is not a big deal. And that's the issue with mom guilt. It is not rational at all. It is not rational. And I mean, if you feel bad because you legit did something terrible, like, okay, But for the most part, we experience these feelings 
based on things that just do not matter at the end of the day or like within an hour. Like, is this going to matter in an hour? No, probably not. And I started to notice that my husband could enjoy these moments. You know, he was just chilling, living his best life, enjoying Saturday afternoon, cuddling with his toddler on the couch, which is what I should have been doing as well. But, you know, maybe on the outside, it looks like I'm sitting there enjoying myself. Internally, I'm like, oh my God, okay, so if we're watching TV this afternoon, that means tomorrow we should get outside, maybe go for a walk. Like, I'll start, like, planning out the next day to, like, make up for us watching Toy Story. And if you follow me, you know that, like, I am a fan of screens. I don't think that screens are the problem. I have an amazing episode with um, Dr. Cindy Hovington from Curious Neuron. She's a neuroscientist and we talked about screen time. And in that episode, you will find that it's all about balance. And it's not like that screens are the devil. It's just our screens replacing important other things in your child's life. So, you know, for us, Milo goes to daycare full time. He is playing Monday to Friday, like 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. with friends. He's outside. Like, I have no issues with watching screens every now and again or even, you know, like before bed or whatever it might be. So why do I feel guilty watching a movie on Saturday afternoon? Even though rationally, I'm like, no, this is fine. Anywho, the guilt is a mental load. It's like... It's like never ending and it's it's like this nagging thing that's on your brain for everything. You're not doing enough. You're not doing it right. It's It just sucks. Um, how I have tried to combat it is to be, and I say this all the time, like to be intentional with what you're doing. So I literally will tell myself inside my head, okay, Renee, you are going to sit down now and you are going to watch Frozen and you are going to like it, okay? You're not going to worry about what you're going to do after you watch Frozen. It's not, it's not important. Just sit down, enjoy your movie with your son. Um, so that has really helped to actually be intentional about what we're doing. So you know what? Like, and I have to do this with myself too. If I want to actually relax and sit down and watch a TV show, let's say like Sex in the City in the evening or something, I have to be intentional and be like, okay, Renee, you are going to sit down and you are going to watch this show and you are going to just chill and not think or do anything else. So that has really helped. Also, thinking about parenting choices, that has helped. And then also being organized. So... You know, if we're going through a, um, a period where Milo is struggling with dinner time and he's not really hungry or not wanting to eat certain things, then I will be like, okay, how can I make myself feel better about this? I will bring healthy snacks in the car when I go to pick him up from daycare. And then, you know, when dinner time comes, I won't be as stressed about him having to eat something or have like something nutritious. So yes. Um, what else? I tell my husband, like when I'm feeling a certain way, I'll just like say it out loud. And then it sounds so ridiculous that my husband's like, oh my God. And then it kind of 
it kind of like washes away because you put it out into the universe and then you get feedback from your partner that's like, oh my God, just relax. Like this is not a big deal. And then um, I feel better. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription 
prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. But I, I, I feel like as moms were constant like we're being pulled into like no one million directions not even two okay it's like when I think about all the things that I want to get done and things that I want to do whether it is like related to Milo or not like even just basic self-care things the other night After Milo went to bed, I grabbed all my nail stuff, like my little cuticle cutter and like the thing that pushes back your cuticles. And I sat down and I actually like cleaned up my nails. I didn't paint them like I'm not that, you know, I'm not there yet. But I actually like cleaned up my nails and I was like, wow, like good for you, Renee, like for doing this like basic, you know, practice of hygiene. And then what did I do last night? I did something. Oh, uh, no. What did I do? I don't remember. So I did my nails one night and then the next night, I think I like shaved my armpits and like, oh, I exfoliated my face, like big time exfoliation with nice cream. And I was like, wow, you know? So anyways, getting back to my point, my point is that there's so many things that we want to do. And it's like at some point you need to compromise. And so something is not going to be exactly how you want it to be or like your ideal situation. If I put 1000% of all my energy into making sure every bit of food that I serve Milo is exactly what I want it to be, like in an ideal situation, um, we were outside every single day, like we're doing absolutely everything to like if I lived in an ideal world. I would be a miserable human being. And then even though, you know, Milo was eating healthy, now he has a mom that is like a a shell of a human. So it's like you have to give and take and you have to compromise on things. So yeah, I'm, you know, instead of preparing healthy snacks for the next day, I am going to freaking clean up my cuticles. And then I felt so good about myself after that. I was like, wow, like I, I took time and did something for myself. So yeah, it's understanding that we are not going to be perfect in any area of our lives, but you need to give energy to your partner, to your relationships, to yourself, to your physical health, to your mental health, to like hobbies and interests, to your work, to your child. And, you know, I said child last, but it's not like I think the child should come last. I'm just saying like... There's so many freaking things. Also, your home. Like, oh my God, I walk through my house and it stresses me out so much because there's literally stuff everywhere. Like, it is chaos. And you guys know that I recently, like, I worked with a designer. She made the whole plan for the living room and the dining room. 
So that will come and I've slowly like we've been ordering stuff. We're just waiting for stuff to come in. So I'm hoping that will, you know, be fabulous and it will kind of encourage me to start doing the rest of the house. Like I want my office to be organized and it's not. Um, our I finally did our closet, which is you know, it's like a different world in there now. But now we have all the clothes that we want to donate in a massive pile in the hallway upstairs. It's like it's never ending. So the home is another big one. So you have to kind of like spread yourself out and find this balance. And I think just because of how our brains are wired, the fact that we are, you know, doing not exactly what we might think is ideal with our kids or for our kids, we are going to feel mom guilt, but just spend some time working through what your priorities are. Like for me, changing Milo's snacks to be um, things that were good for constipation has like been life-changing for him and it's really helped his digestion. So now for me, that is a priority, whereas before it wasn't. So it's like pick and choose where you want to spend your energy. Enough rant about mom guilt. I could go on forever. Next up, which maybe, I I swear to God, I made this up, partner guilt. Okay. Oh, before I get into partner guilt, I just want to mention, which I don't think a lot of people think of mom guilt in this way, but people feel guilty over things that they think. Okay. Like, let that sink in for a moment. People feel guilty, and it could be this, like, chronic underlying guilt because of things that they think. So a good example is, I don't like playing with my son, okay? Some things are fun. Like, I love doing Legos. Play-Doh is fun for, you know, a certain amount of time. But other parents feel the exact same way, but they feel bad about feeling that way or thinking that way, feeling guilt over not being like overwhelmed with love and joy and thinking your your labor and delivery was the most beautiful thing in the world. Like, you know, I think people have expectations that they're supposed to feel that way and then they don't. And now they're like, oh, well, what am I a piece of shit? Like, am I the only person that didn't feel this way? And it's like, no. Once you start verbalizing these things like I do on social media and you read people's comments, you realize that there's a lot of us out there. Like we're all thinking and feeling these things, you know, every once in a while I'm like, oh my God, remember when I used to live by myself in a condo downtown Ottawa? Like it was amazing. I can understand that if I was living that life, I would crave and want the life that I have now. But still, you know, people have these thoughts, um, you know, being super bored as a stay-at-home mom. I think that is very common. But if people are not fully enjoying parenthood, they feel guilty and they think there's something wrong with them. And I will just say that not everything about parenting is enjoyable. There's extremely difficult moments. And yeah, more people just need to talk about it. But the, the guilt over thoughts, I don't think is talked about much. Um, Okay, so partner guilt, quickly, I think I made it up, but um, I should Google it and see if if it's actually a thing. So I'm going to Google it on my phone, one second. If the microphone makes funny sounds, like, I'm sorry, sometimes when you put your phone near the microphone, 
it makes a sound. Okay. Uh, oh, I think I, you know what? When I first started talking about this, I looked it up and it was more about like relationship guilt as opposed to like once you become a parent, you start to feel partner guilt. Okay, so I will explain what this is. Giving an example. So if, for example, my husband was like, you had a rough day or like you're not feeling well, um, I'll go up with Milo, do bath time and bedtime. Like you just like stay downstairs and, you know, do your thing, read a book, whatever. I would, I would be like, oh, thank you so much. Like, this is amazing. And I would stay downstairs but I would not be able to be fully present in enjoying alone time, knowing that my husband was upstairs by himself, giving Milo a bath and doing bedtime routine. I know my husband is fully capable. Like if I left today for a week, my husband, like he's got it all. He knows everything. He does everything. Because since day one, we have done bath time and bedtime routine together every night, unless he's at, at work. So rationally, again, it, it is not rational. I know that my husband is fine. Even if Milo has like major meltdowns and it's a struggle, my husband will be okay. But I have this thing where because I myself think that doing bath time and bedtime, like I know it's not as enjoyable when my husband's not there. And I always like when my husband is there. Um, it can be really difficult sometimes when you're by yourself and they're, you know, not behaving in the best way. It can be difficult. And so I sit downstairs and I feel like I'm thinking about that. It's almost like I know that it's difficult and it's more enjoyable if I'm up there with my husband helping out and like just like chatting and, you know, whatever. So I have partner guilt because I know that it's difficult and so I feel like I should be up there and I feel bad almost for not being up there even though I do it by myself all the time because when my husband's on call and he has to stay at the hospital, I end up doing bath and bedtime by myself. So another example is the point of partner guilt is that even when you have the opportunity to have alone time, I find it very difficult to be like mentally able to enjoy that alone time as you would, let's say, if you were at a hotel in another city, you know, completely removed from the situation. So I find it very difficult to enjoy alone time because of like the mental load of partner guilt when I am still in the house and they are in another area of the house just living life. Um, another example is, you know, if it's the weekend and I go out shopping by myself, I, even though it's super enjoyable, you know, it's not like I set a time limit for myself, like, okay, I'll be home at two o'clock or I'll, you know, be back in an hour. Um, I have this, again, it's always like a mental load that I should get home as quickly as possible or like I shouldn't stay out too long or like I'm constantly thinking about okay like I'm going to do this like how long have I been gone like and I don't know where that comes from because my husband could care less you know if I left for the entire day like he'd be like okay can you bring home dinner like he doesn't care he's never verbalized anything about like oh make sure you're home like this like at a certain time 
Never. So I don't know where this comes from, but I'm assuming I'm not the only one that has these thoughts or feels this way when they're out or when they're trying to have alone time in the house. So that is my rant. I feel like I should drink some water now because I literally pressed record and just like blabbed for 23 minutes. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, That's that on that. I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend and that your children sleep and you as well.